Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Business Ready for Business with me, Terry Igororo. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about legacy, like why we're doing what we do, why I'm doing what I'm doing, and really about thinking about like the the real why, the big why, the bigger why, or your own why anyway. Um, and for me, I realized that it's all about legacy for me. And when I say legacy, I'm talking about what am I really trying to do? Um, and I started having this thought like some years back when I realized I had no clue. I have no clue what my ancestors actually did. Like I have a little bit of an idea, but it's not enough. It didn't make a big enough impact for me to be able to talk so proudly of them. Um, I know what my granddad did, which is cool. But beyond my granddad, I don't really know. I mean, my grandma told me a bit about what her dad did. But I think it stops about there. And I'm like, look, I actually really need to know more about what happened, like, you know, four or five generations up. Then it got me thinking about it. And I said, well, if I don't know who they are, then they didn't do anything enough or something that had enough impact for the story to have to be told to me. So I was like, well, in that case, I need to do something that means that five generations from my own will still remember who I am and they'll keep passing the stories down. And hopefully the story inspires the next generation to each continue and press forward. Then I started thinking, okay, so what, what can I do really? And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to build something of significance. You know, and I said, that's fantastic. And I said, and I need to make sure that the generations to come, like I'm really building for five generations right now. So I need to make sure that five generations from now will never have to go through the hardships, the challenges and the struggles that I went through. And some people might think, hear that and think, well, then you're, you know, you're going to, you know, you're basically going to have a generation of spot brats. No, because I'm also quite um, meticulous and I actually am quite systematic with my thinking. So whilst I want to build out um, the type of generational wealth that means that they will never have to struggle, it also means that they have to work. Because if you're part of my lineage and you're not working, understand I'm going to ensure that you only get whatever the, whatever they're given job seekers is what you will get minus all the rest of the benefits. That's what's available to anybody who's part of my lineage that's not working, who's thinking that I'm going to do all of the work and you're going to live off of it. It's not going to happen that way. You know, what I am prepared to do is put the framework in place to ensure that if you have an idea, whether it's a charitable idea or a profit idea or whatever, the framework is in place for you to get access to finance or to the funding so that you can actually make your dreams a reality. That doesn't mean that they're just going to be able to just rock up and say, hey, look, there's an idea. Give me some money. No, I'm still, you're still going to have to pitch. You're still going to go through the same process as if you were trying to pitch to an external random person that you don't know. The only difference is you can come back as many times as you want to pitch. You'll get some really great feedback um, but you can definitely get access to the finance, which is why I go as hard as I go, which is why I'm, you know, building companies that I believe have got the capacity to have the longevity. I'm building companies that I think, you know, what? these companies can do 100 years. You know, these things can be around for these things can last longer than I'm here. 
So because I can see that, that's why I'm like, okay, I'm building out these things. They can be here longer than I am, and they can definitely service the generations to come. Not only is it servicing the generations to come, but the people who are here now, my end consumers, my my stakeholders, I can add value to them. So the only way that we can actually be here for 100 years is if we're going to add value to people for the next 100 years. So that's why we're building out things that are ultimately things that people need, can add value, and people can find useful. And if we manage to do that, then the flip side is we are going to generate some sort of revenue that can now be available to the my, my descendants. But at the same time, it's not just my descendants. Because if I've managed to get myself to a position whereby I've accumulated enough wealth, that means I can actually also help my communities. Because the other thing that I look at is there is not enough um, solutions. There are not enough opportunities for <clears throat> people coming from... Um, and I won't even use the word disadvantaged backgrounds. It's just different parts of London. If you're not coming from the sea, if you're not coming from a certain type of background, then you don't know how to get into accelerators and stuff like that. I think that there should definitely be youth business centers instead of youth centers. I'm all about that. And I think that there should be opportunities where young people can go somewhere that's going to help them build out their business and take them really through the process of being ready to build thriving businesses, whether it means that there's going to be some sort of cash injection that goes into them, a stake of their company is taken, and they are guided in the process of building sustainable businesses. I think this is a really important thing as well, because that one young person can employ four or five of their friends, which means that we're solving an, an unemployment issue. We're ensuring that now young people are gathering around the right type of things. We've seen it with the music. You know, we've seen it with music whereby one person is the artist, but they bring in all the rest of their friends to do all the other parts. So why are we not doing the same thing and replicating that in business? These are all parts of the legacy that I want to leave behind. So I want to build out some sort of, I don't know, I suppose it's a family office, but the family office has two sides to it or even three sides, or it's going to have multiple sides. One of the sides is that, we provide finance to anyone who's a descendant of mine or my relative. They can get access. By default, they get the meeting. They get to get in front of the board who are going to assess whether or not they can come in with this idea. That's one. <clears throat> Secondly, we're going to make sure that we build out something that people who are coming from disadvantaged backgrounds, and I'm just going to use that very loosely, but disadvantaged young backgrounds, I don't know what that's going to look like, you know, 30, 40, 50 years from now. I don't know what that's going to look like. But whatever that looks like, we have a fund available for those people whereby we can help them to also move forward by building out youth business centers if they don't exist by then. But basically having centers that lowers the barrier and increases the chances of success. Um, that's two. And this, the third part is, you know, doing stuff that uh, impacts, that has some sort of social impact, some sort of charitable work. But even with that, for me, it's probably going to still uh, focus around uh, business unless something really crazy happens. And I think, actually, you know what? I've got a really strong affiliation to this type of thing here. Even as I'm speaking now, I probably do have two or three. When I was born as a baby, I had something called Asprang disease, which means that my bowels were blocked. I couldn't go to the toilet and I had a colostomy bag. This was like when I was like a newborn baby. So I've got something in that. Funny thing is, I haven't actually taken enough time to actually even think about it and think, like, you know, 
what are the challenges that people are facing and stuff like that. But there'll probably be something that will go into that. Sickle Cell, I have a strong passion for um, because I've had it in my family and I see the causes and effects and how it really affects um, mainly people of African descent. Um, so that's something that I'm also interested in and seeing what we can do there, how we can alleviate the pressures and what we can do to create the awareness and increase the type of research and facilities available for that. Um, so those are the things that I'm probably looking at from a legacy perspective. But ultimately, that legacy can only happen if I provide the value up front to my current stakeholders, to my current customer base. Am I solving people's problems? Are we doing a really good enough job? Have we done a good enough job to enable us to be here for the next hundred years? Um, so I think that it's really important to start thinking like a hundred years in advance. Like we always think about the now, I need to do this now and the short term, but the short term. But the thing is, the short term, if we keep focusing on the short term, you'll never be able to get to the long term. You know, it's about having the long term vision and saying, look, you know what, this is where I'm trying to get to. And then reverse engineering it and saying, OK, now what steps do I need to take to get there? And I think if we start looking at the long term and the steps to, to get there, then when you're making these short term plays, these short term plays are really just are really just um, executions of the long term plan. But sometimes if you don't know what the long term is, you're doing the short term. Then what happens is you find yourself going round and round in circles and not really making any progress to the long term goal. Um, and then off the sub, well, still on the same subject of legacy and stuff, my my eldest um, son, my, my eldest child, he turned 18 this week. And for his birthday, I had to have think, have a really good think about what am I going to get him for his birthday? You know, I'm not swimming in cash, but. You know how it is when it comes to children, everybody, everybody, or most people anyway, like to break the bank. They like to go all out, especially for these milestone birthdays. And I almost, 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 almost did. You know, I don't really have much disposable cash around me at the moment. Everything is tied up in business. So I have, I'm not liquid. You know, so I was thinking, what can I do? And the funny thing is, I actually considered just doing some mad stuff for him. Like, you know what, maybe I'm going to go and get him a watch or give him some cash and all these other things and thought about all the things he liked. And I said, all these material things, I'm not actually going to do much for him. And I had to really think about, OK, you have now turned 18. You have now become you are now officially an adult. In spite, despite what you thought you were before, you are now officially an adult. What can I give to you? that I believe if you take this thing will enable you to have everything you want in this world. And I thought about it and I said, books. So I gave him three books. I gave him Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I gave him Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I gave him The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. I've actually given that book to him. This is the second time I've given it to him. But he did say he read it when I gave it to him again. But in any case, I gave him these three books. And I thought... These three books will help you unlock more of who you are inside, have a better, better understanding of some of the stuff I say to you, but more importantly, help you, I suppose, create your own philosophy for life and enable you to actually do the things that you want to do. I'm really, really, really excited, grateful that my son is confident that his life is cool. You know, he says to my wife, he's like, well, I don't have the problems that my friends have because my dad's built businesses. So when the time comes, I'm just going to take over one of these businesses and start running it. And I love it. On the flip side, I said to him, I said, son, 
how could you possibly run my businesses with no experience? You can't just step in because you're my son and think that, you know, you're just going to take over these empires as I build them and they're thriving. You have to do the work from the ground up. So I am definitely not one of these people who think just because you are my son, my daughter, my cousin, my this, you're entitled. No, there's zero entitlement when it comes to working with me. Zero. You might get some favoritism. You might even, you might just get easy way. You might have an open door, but just because you've got an open door doesn't mean that you're going to get easy ride. You still need to prove yourself. You still need to demonstrate to me that you've got what it takes to be in charge of whatever it is that you're going to do. That doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. It just means that you have the dedication and the mindset. So that's why I gave my son the books to help him start to discover and understand what it really looks like to to, to basically to basically take control of your life and turn it into something. Hopefully those books will do that for him or it will be at least the stepping stone because he's 18. He's got his whole life ahead of him. And I'm so, like I said, I'm so, so, so excited that he's looking at what I'm doing and thinking I can take over this one day. But I want him to not be disillusioned at the fact that it's a lot of hard work. It's taken me, you know, if I look at it, it's taken me 18 years plus to get to where I am now. I'm trying to give him that head start. And anybody who's got children, if you're listening to this, it's important to give our children the head starts. The things that we know now, they need to know now. Don't wait for them to discover it later on. Give them the books. Give them the knowledge. Try to figure out the ways to give them the tools that they need to discover how to be all that they can be. Because ultimately, it's still part of legacy. If I'm talking about building for five generations, my son is the beginning of that legacy. He is the next person who should be ready to now take over the mantle. So I need to start equipping him. And that's what we need to do. We need to start equipping our children with the things, the tools that they need so that they can do the next thing. Um, so, yeah, this is that's what it's all about. Like, you know, I thought that this was something that I just wanted to share, share the whole idea of the legacy and why I really do what I do. There's still so many more whys, but this one here is something that's been sticking with me for a minute. And it's like I'm trying to build for five generations. People, someone said to me, why are you working so hard? I said, I'm trying to build for five generations. That's my children's children's children. Wait, let me see. That's my children's 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 children. That's five generations. You know, they need to be able to know, one, who I am, and two, be able to reap the benefits of what I am doing today, which is why I have no, no, um, I have no interest in slowing down, and I have no interest of getting involved in anything that's not moving me towards ensuring that I have secured five generations. You know, what that looks like financially, I don't know, but I just know it needs to be more than enough so that they can actually all have the fighting chance and an opportunity to build something that's going to impact the world. My rules are going to be really, really strict for them. It's not going to be some, oh, well, we're going to be some trust fund babies. I'm like, nah, there's no such thing as a trust fund baby here. You can live in the house, that's fine, and you can get paid what's the equivalent of a job seeker's allowance. Other than that, you get zero benefits. You don't get no car, you don't get... Those things don't come Those things don't come if you're putting in the work. Everybody is going to have to put in the work. And I think that's, well, that's my personal plan. Um, it's still quite loose, but I'm still working on it. But ultimately, I'm building a legacy for five generations. Five generations need to be able to do something 
great off the back of what I'm doing today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, it's a bit, I don't know if it's a bit futuristic or whatever. By the way, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please uh, leave a comment. Uh, send me an email, podcast at terryigororo.com. That's podcast at T-E-R-R-Y-I-G-H-A-R-O-R-O.com. And let me know what you think. If you've got any topics you want me to talk about, please send an email today and let me know. Follow me on all your fo- your favorite social medias. That's uh, Instagram, at Terry Agororo. I'm on TikTok now, at Terry Agororo. Um, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Terry Agororo. You can connect to me on LinkedIn, Terry Agororo. In fact, it's just my name. You can go to my website, terryagororo.com, to find out some more about me. But yeah, man. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. Please share this with somebody that you think might enjoy it um, and share with, share with your network, really. I think hopefully there's got to be somebody that you know that could benefit from listening to some of the stuff I'm saying. So until the next episode, have a great day. Focus on your legacy. Remember, the short term has got to be aligned with your long term to make it count. Have a wonderful day. See you next time. Peace.